Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. Edward Jones Financial Advisors Todd Nash in Coralville, Travis Whitmore in North Liberty, and Jeff Rudolph, Kelly Barta, Adela Hunter, and Scott McGill in Iowa City understand this. For all of your investment needs, visit edwardjones.com or call and stop by an office. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Hello again. We are back for another episode of the Seven Nation podcast here on yourprepsports.com. Joined as always by the publisher of yourprepsports.com, Ryan Merkin. Uh, some of you may find this hard to believe, but we we usually have a plan for the podcast, like what we're <laughs> going to talk about. And, and that's, probably, like I said, probably hard for you guys to believe if you've listened to this before. But today we really have no plan. So we don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk. I, and then what, what little time that we did put into planning, I basically uh, just spent all of it with Rob frantically trying to figure out um, our, a, a mini plan for Drake relays next Thursday, as I realized that that was less than nine days away. And so I just spent the last five minutes off the air uh, with Rob frantically trying to cover my bases for one of the biggest track meets of the year. Yep, and he also let me know that he's a bad parent for picking his daughter up late from school. <laughs> but there is one parent who's worse than him that was 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 after him. So you're you're not. Last. I wasn't. I wasn't last, <laughs> but I certainly was not at the front of the line yesterday. All right, which, which has me in the doghouse around here a little bit with everyone because once. <laughs> Once it's the old, it was the oldest. And once I get, you know, she tells mom and then, and then mom was on my case about it, just kind of jokingly, but then the other two really follow her lead. So everybody was, everybody was at me yesterday. Yeah. When they team off against you, man, there's, it's, it's rough. Well, Ryan, we've, uh, a good, good news, I guess, for the listeners is we've actually been out and covering a bunch of things <laughs> and shooting photos. So we, we could talk about what we've seen, which which is always, I think, uh, one of the better, uh, you know, ways of approaching this this podcast. <laughs> Actually, seeing the athletes and watching them perform. So, uh, anything sticking out to you? We were at a couple track meets last week, uh, soccer last night. I know you've done other things beyond that, and uh, golf. Yeah, last week. Yep. So we're hitting everything. Yeah, it's it's definitely spring, isn't it? I mean, we joke about this all the time. There's there's a rhyme or reason to every other season, um, as far as you know. It's in the fall. You've got you've got two volleyball days a week, really, uh, and it's a little. You know, the MVC plays their volleyball on Tuesdays. Everybody plays volleyball on Saturdays, pretty much. You know, RVC and Womack play on Thursdays a little bit, right? But it's it's those days. Thursday's a big cross country day for Rob and I in the fall usually, and then you play football on Friday. And winter sports kind of follow the same thing. You have basketball on Tuesdays and Fridays. You have wrestling on Thursdays, duels, you know, Saturdays, wrestling tournaments. 
you know, you sprinkle the occasional basketball game in here on a Saturday or a Monday or whatever. Summer, it's summer, so they don't maybe follow it the same way the, the Valley has their softball and baseball days, but you only have two sports, you know. So you have, we have 14 teams playing in the summer in two sports. The, the spring is free for all time, is Rob, Rob and I. I mean, it's just well, – you're talking there's, about it, too. With they the play condensed, soccer on every day. The condensed they schedule, play. it's like there usually there's maybe a one track meet per school per week. Now you're getting multiple. Yeah, and, and the track schedule is condensed this year, so you have almost everybody, almost all the track coaches I've talked to, they're doing uh, – and then the other thing with spring, too, is it's the weather. It's the most unpredictable weather time. Right. I mean, you're always juggling stuff weather-wise. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then you have, you have four sports going, you have tennis going, you have golf going, you have, you know, we cover seven schools. We have 28 uh, combined or, or um, excuse me, 14 soccer teams, 14 track teams, you know, between boys and girls. And it's just, there's not really that rhyme or reason for soccer or tracks. Like they can be on any day and everybody sets their schedule the way they want it, obviously Rob. But for us, it's like, I know it's spring when I'm at something basically every day. And that's kind of, and then the other, the other thing too, and it works out in a weird way. It works out. Okay. For, for both Rob and I, as we schedule our other stuff, our, our family stuff and Rob's other work stuff is there's soccer games. Some people play soccer games at four, four fifteen. Some people play at six forty-five. some people play at five, five thirty. So it's just kind of a, it's kind of a juggling act, isn't it Rob? But we make it work. Yes. And uh, just try to keep up with everything and try to get as much uh, information out there to the folks as, yeah. as we can. And uh, let's go, let's start, go back to uh, the uh, Clear Creek Amanda Invitational boys yeah. track meet on Thursday. We have boys and then of, girls. Are, yeah. yeah. We have, uh, um, let's start with the boys meet. You wrote about um, uh, Clear Creek Amanda senior Tom Johnson. Uh, yep who anchored a winning relay uh, on the 800 won the 800. Uh, I thought clear Creek looked good in a lot of events when I was out, you know, for my portion of being out there and shooting photos. And, and of course, if you're listening to this and you'd like to purchase photos, go to yourprepsports.com. We have all the photos. Well, any photos you, any event you see us out at, we're going to have photos in a photo gallery for you to purchase. Um, You know, I haven't, that's a good observation. I mean, they're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of lump two teams together here as we go through this a little bit, but Clear Creek boys and then also Liberty High boys who, you know, I got to see firsthand a few of their guys. They ran some guys at the Eastern Iowa Track and Field Festival, which, again, I, I, I'm not a sponsor. You know, we're not, we're not affiliated with them, but I do uh, – I, I kind of shouted them out beforehand. Um, TJ Craig and the West High staff, they're, they're on to something with this thing. It's really cool. It got canceled on Saturday. They had a bunch of teams coming. They had trainer was coming, Rob, and they've got a, a really good team. Um, and then they had some teams back out, you know, because of the what they, they postponed it to Monday because of the weather. But they're they're really on to something. It's cool. They have the DJ. Um, you know, they they plan to have food trucks and things like that. It didn't work out with the postponement. But um, even so, they had you know, Tri Center sent some kids over. St. Ansgar had some good stuff. So I saw Liberty you know, portions of Liberty's team at that. And I, I would kind of put Liberty and Clear Creek together where both of them have as full of a, as full of a 19 event track team as they've had, you know, Liberty ever, you know, in their fourth year, but, but Clear Creek in a long time, probably since I've been back. 
I mean, Clear Creek's had some some distance kids at times. They've had some some field event kids at times, but uh, Coach Robeson, you know, as he get continues to get that program going, you know, preseason I looked at it and I knew their distance group would be pretty good, but they've got some real flexibility flexibility, Rob, in the mid in the mid distance areas. They put some relays together. Um, you know, Alex Figueroa dealing with some injuries, but he's, you know, he hasn't lost a race this year, whether it be in a relay or the hundred, he, he, he looked won the good in the hundred. He looked good in yeah. the hundred when I saw him and I could tell he wasn't at full strength and he wasn't happy with what he ran, right. but that it, says something about him that he can yeah. be a little off and still win the race. Right. He's with something that's probably going to be with him for the whole year. And I, I'm, he's going to be our athlete of the week or he is our shields athlete of the week this week. So I'll have that story up today, but. Uh, really neat kid. Got a chance to talk to him for, for 20 or 30 minutes, just up in the press box, hanging out. And he's, he's in some pain, but he's, he's running well. He was really bummed about, he'd run the hundred twice. That was the second time, won them both, but didn't like his times, you know, had a headwind that day, um, had a cold day the other day. And so he went over and ran at the Eastern Iowa track and field festival at West on Monday, uh, and ran it like an 11, three, um, you know, which was, I think half a second better almost than what he ran that Thursday night that, that you and I saw him Rob. So he looked really good on Monday over there when I saw him and, um, but they have other guys too. Uh, their hurdlers are really running well. They have a good shuttle team. Uh, like I said, their distance guys are going to be there at the end of the year. Brandon Barker won the, I think he did the mile, uh, the 1600, the night that we were there, looked really good in that, you know, has put up a good time in the two mile. Like you said, Tom Johnson, um, looks really good. So, they, they've got some jumpers, Ben Swales in the long jump. They just, they have the most probably complete team, Rob, that, that they've had in a while. And, you know, transitioning into it, that's kind of where Liberty's at. Um, they've always had distance guys uh, since, you know, since the program started and they still have those guys, but man, they've got some real flexibility and relays. Um, Jack Kinzer, Bowen Grip, they've got some guys in the mid distance. They're running really good times. Um, their sprinters have really come on talking to Bowen Grip. He, he anchored a couple relay wins for them on Monday at the at over at West High. And, you know, he's just raving about their sprinters. Um, Luke Myers and some of these guys have really thrown down good times, you know, at Myers anywhere from the one to the four. So they've got some jumpers. Um, they've just, they've really improved. They've really come a long way in a couple of years from where they were at two years ago, obviously. So those two teams are, are kind of ones to look out for a little bit. And then, you know, talk to, um, Coach Silvers from Solon the other day as well. They're really putting together a good season, Rob, so far. And, and um, you know, their numbers are way up. They have more than 70 kids out this year, which is which is good for them. Uh, especially you don't know what's going to happen with a sport like track when you have a year off. Uh, it's a there's there's kids that are obviously you know track kids, Rob, but there's some of those kids that do it for for football or for conditioning or whatever. And um, they've got a lot of kids, which is awesome. And they have some kids doing some really good stuff. They've put some really good relays together uh, with Braden Rickardson and some of those guys that they have. Colton Hoffman is is doing really good stuff for him, high jumping, running the sprints. I thought, so Blake, they've got Timmons, a, I thought Blake, Blake Timmons looked pretty good in the sprints. Blake Timmons, yep. Thank you. That's one. He's been really key for them on some relays. Um, they've got a they've got a good group. I mean, they have a chance to, and, and it's again, it's April 14th. Um, they have a really good coaching staff, obviously, with Coach Silvers and they're going to put guys in positions to be successful, but they have a chance to put to, with some of the relays they decide to go with. Um, Cause they've got some flexibility too. They've run a really good four by eight time 
earlier with a lot of young guys. They have some young distance guys and some young mid-distance guys. So those are just three teams that have, and again, I mean, if this is if this upsets these kids, I don't want to if it motivates them or whatever, but that's three teams that have been significantly better than where I had them pegged. Now, what I continue to tell coaches, soccer coaches, track coaches, tennis coaches, golf coach, I don't know what to expect, Rob. Right. I've kind of just they been really honest with coaches this year. Yes. And that's what almost all of them have said back to me is it's cool, man. We, you know, we don't, we still don't know what to expect. You know, right. Dave Rosenthal, um, longtime West girls soccer coach was telling me yesterday how much prep they used to do for opposing teams and how he, this year he's just kind of been like, don't worry about it. Let us coaches try to put something. Cause he's like, we don't know, you know, I mean, you don't know. So it's, it's a, as weird as this last year has been, this is kind of sports wise, this is kind of the weirdest time, Rob, as we go into these sports with it, didn't have a season last year. So it's, that's been the overwhelming thing from coaches along with how thrilled they are for these kids to be back out there. And I continue to say it in every interview and every time we pod, you know, and hopefully we we're past that someday because it means things continue to move along in the right direction, but it is really cool to see kids back out there this time of year. Yeah, without a doubt. And, uh, be out tomorrow night too. And I always kind of judge like when I, when to put your winter stuff away, like your hats and stuff is on June, the four, June 15th, four world relays. That's the cutoff. Cause you know, you're going to need like a winter coat and a hat out of four world relays. And that's tomorrow night. I should mention that we're recording this on uh Wednesday, April the 14th at two 21. Yeah. PM. Yeah. Shout out to, to coach Casey. Um, I can't believe it. It's, He's already sent me an email this week to remind me, Coach Tim Casey at City High. Um, he's already sent me the email this week to remind me what time Floorwald starts, what time running event starts. That was in my inbox on Monday morning. But usually I get an email from Coach, I think almost every year I've been back here, today that, that just says, with or without a subject line, that just says, happy Floorwald Eve. And I haven't gotten <laughs> that today. So I'm kind of, it's probably in my inbox now if I check. But yes, Floorwald tomorrow. And not only is, you know, four-walled Coleman Relays, not only is it, you know, a, a special thing for City High Track, that's about as good of an invite as there is, Rob, with, with the field. I mean, it's really good, yep. boys and girls. And it's definitely as good of a meet as I cover, um, you know, outside the, outside the state in, in Drake meets that I cover annually each year. Um, and it should be really good again this year, too. So, Excited about that. Rob's right. You'll need a hat and a coat. But I, I mean, I say that all the time. Like my wife's always like, you're going to be cold today at track. I'm outside for like, I, I'm just going to be honest with people. I'm outside for like 20 minutes if I'm doing it right. 30 minutes. Like I'm in the press box. City takes care yeah, of me. West takes care that. of me. So I'm not going to, I'm not. Feel bad for the photographers. Not wrong. Yes. Yeah. Now soccer, you know, and, <laughs> and look, City High or, or Liberty High now has has a soccer field, um, you know, a soccer field. Not you know they don't they they have the ability to play in the stadium, obviously. But we were over there first time I've covered a game at their soccer field. Um, you know, it's West nice, has Barker. It's a nice field. It's fantastic. It is fantastic, and West has Barker Field, which is you know right there. It's the nicest places, and those are great. And I I love taking my lawn chair, but I if they want to build a nice press box with a room for me at those places, like <laughs> I wouldn't hate that either, Rob. I think I was probably, cold yesterday. It's probably a little bit way, a little bit of the way down the priority list. I'm not I'm saying sure. at the bottom, but it's down the list. 
It's not towards the, you're just saying it's not towards the top. It makes me feel better though. I was sitting next to Liberty AD Mike Morrison yesterday as he was doing the scoreboard and he looked, Mike looked as cold as I did. So he's not, he, when the AD is not up in some heated area, you know, you can't, you can't complain when you're next to, cause he has a lot more. He's a lot higher on the pecking order over there than I am, obviously. So, and he was out there bearing it with everybody else. So, kudos to him. Those guys work hard. They guys, do. women I, and men. Yeah, and I before I forget, Rob, because I definitely don't want to forget this. Um, awesome day. I I retweeted this. Awesome day for Liberty Tennis yesterday. First um, first varsity win for them. They beat Western Dubuque. Nice. Um, in convincing fashion. Yeah, won five of six singles matches. So. Very cool for them. Happy for those guys. Um, and again, we've talked about this with Liberty a ton. It they'll just in all these programs, you know, it's it's young and it, or, or they're young when they start, and it's tough and and to get going sometimes. But they'll do a, they'll continue to get better and better. And and I have no doubt that they'll be they'll have that program, men's and boys and girls, you know, tennis programs rolling here in a little bit. So I, I wanted to mention that I saw that last night. Um, that's really cool. So I'm that happy is. for those guys. Good stuff there. Um, Ryan, we'll hop out back to Clear Creek for the um, – this one has an official name, right? The Creek Classic Creek Relays. Class. Yes. We were a little uh, – you were – I was. We were discussing that last podcast, but we were out at the Creek Relays, and uh, Solon Girls track looks like a force to be reckoned with, and I also was impressed again with what I saw from Clear Creek, uh, particularly – their shuttle hurdle relay. I thought that was yeah. a really strong team. Yeah, their um, their top two on that are, are really pretty dynamic. You know, in the mid to low sixteens, um, and that's going to give you a real good shot um, in that shuttle hurdle relay to put together a really good team. But they both, I mean, Solon is just there. It's such an interesting way um, that they've built this track team, and there's all sorts of different ways to do it. And we've talked about it and you see teams have set, have success with, you know, kids that can go in two or three individual meet or individual events, you know, in, in most invitationals and, and, you know, score points and in individual events at the state meet. Uh, and Solon certainly has those kids. I mean, they have really talented kids, but they have such a collection of, of, of kids that are just very good. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. across the board, that they just can build relays while still having those kids do one or two. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the trick is uh, if everybody's going to do two or three individual events, it leaves you, you know, one event to put each of those kids in in relays and they're able to build such strong relays um, while still having kids do an individual event or two. And they really just kind of make hay in the relays, but it'll be interesting to see how to see what they go with in the postseason. I actually have a story that I'm, that I'm working on on this that will be out later this week. Um, you know, they haven't lost an invite this year. They were, they were really good that day that we saw them at Clear Creek last Friday, but just uh, talking to coach, they're talking to coach Sands, Brett Sands, they have, don't get me wrong. He's like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like having the depth, having the ability to switch kids around, having the number of talented kids that we have is great. But he's like, as a coach, like I'm kind of jealous of the, I, I'm summarizing. He's basically like, I'm kind of jealous of the coaches that are able to just kind of set a lineup on April 1st, <laughs> maybe tweak it a little bit here. You know, I mean, you've got 19 events and you've got, you know, 20 some kids on your team and, and there's a pecking order and, you know, they're, they're trying to do time trials. He was telling me just because they need to figure out who their top five or six, 400 runners are. And they have, yeah. 
with the schedule, they haven't had a time to do these time trials they want to do. And I mean, they have such a, such a wealth of experienced kids of talented kids, you know, a lot of them in the same area um, doing the same events, but it's going to be interesting to watch them in the postseason. I think they're a team that can compete for a state championship for sure. They have to figure out how, where all the pieces go yet, but um, that also motivates kids too, Rob. I mean, they have kids that they know can, can hop into a relay and, and win state medals. Um, you know, that maybe kids that know that they're not a medalist at the state meet an individual event, but can go, you know, get a top three finish on a relay. And so uh, they've really got it going in a really good culture within that team, I think too, and kids that get along and, and kids that want each other to do well. So, um, but Clear Creek, you mentioned it. They've got some really good stuff as well. They won last night at Anamosa, Rob, by a mm. point over Tipton. And I mean, you've covered yeah. sports around here long enough to know that Tipton has a really good uh, track program. So they're kind of building the same thing a little bit, Rob. They won five relays last night. Uh, Clear Creek did um, and, and was runner up in another one. So they're just kind of getting those kids building up that depth, you know, having kids that are, that can be successful in a lot of different events. And I think relays even more so maybe than solar are going to be kind of their way to, to have success at the Womack meet in, in the postseason this year, uh, along, along with their hurdlers. And then um, Hayden Barker, who's a really good distance runner for him, but they've come a long way as well. And they've had good teams, certainly Rob, since I've been here, but uh, they have a really nice group. I don't know how many, how many invitationals they've won, you know, in the last, three, four years. And, and they've been right in the mix at, at several this year. And like I said, in one last night, so it, it a pretty good 18 meet, uh, you know, with Monticello and, and obviously Tipton and Marion, I think was there. So um, they're, they're coming too. I mean, and, and that's the thing with everybody as well. It's, you know, it's April 14th and in the seasons we've talked about a lot has been accelerated, but a lot of room for improvement is still from these teams, obviously, you know, so uh, good things from, from both of those programs as well. And, and, you know, across the board, um, girls track also, you know, those are the teams that we've, that we've seen recently and West Branch was there Wednesday night and, um, and they were at Anamosa also last night, Rob, and, and, you know, Sasha Koenig won the long jump and they've got some stuff too. I'm not sure what relays they'll put together, probably, um, you know, their shorter sprint relays, maybe four by one, but they've got some talented kids as well at West Branch as, I mean, as, as we know from watching other sports too, but they'll be able to put some events together late in the season as well. Liberty girls are, are, are doing well as, as well, right? Track wise. They I thought are. I saw on the site oh, that yeah. they won yeah, the they, other day. They're, you know, I think you could, yes. And I think you could put them in the category. Obviously they've had Ashley Keeney and Cami Mack and, and uh, Mackenzie Logan and some distance success, but I think you could put them in kind of the same category as the boys where they really have filled out their team as you would expect, you know, as the, mm -hmm. as the, you know, they get further into the, the history of the program, but they've really filled out their team to where now, I mean, they're, they're competing to win most uh, invitationals that they're at Rob. Um, yeah. So they've kind of like the boys program. And again, it's not, it's not unexpected, but they've really kind of started to fill out their roster where they're pretty tough um, across the board and scoring in most events on, on any given meet. So they're going to be fun to watch in the postseason as well. And, because of their, their top end talent, but I think they're going to be able to, to put some things together with some other kids too, to give them a chance to have success here, you know, as we get into May. Another team I wanted to talk about Ryan, that's having early season success, West branch boys golf. We saw them last week out at Solon uh, winning that. And then they came back yesterday uh, 
and, and one at mid prairie. So man, yeah. that's, uh, that, that bodes well, that's pretty good competition that they're, they're, uh, coming out on top against. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of funny because it seems like so long ago that they, that they, um, were runner up at the state meet. Now it was shortened to a day. You know, it's supposed to be a two day thing. I think it was like five strokes or something, but the, it rained and they, they just made it a one day thing. And man, that doesn't, I, I don't think that seems like that long ago to those kids. Cause just kind of talking about it, talking to their kids about that, um, man, they certainly remember that. And I mean, they felt like they were the, and, and again, none of them were disrespectful by any means about it, but they felt like they were the best team two years ago and didn't play a great round, you know, and were right there. Um, knew they could improve and then, you know, it gets shortened to a one day event, which there's nothing you can do about it. But man, there, I remember talking about this in one of our podcasts a couple of weeks ago and I hadn't seen enough and then we're not playing golf. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to put that on that they can certainly be in that champions championship caliber conversation. But I mean, three, four meets into the season. I mean, you're naive if you don't think that they're probably the favorite to, to win it this year. And there's other good teams out there, certainly Rob, but man, there's just not that many high school teams at that level that have that legitimately have four or five kids that can be their top golfer on any given day. And, and they have that. I mean, yesterday, I don't think it was a great day to score at, at Kelowna, um, windy and stuff. And they had three kids all shoot 80, you know, four kids in the top five at, at a 10 team meet. Um, they won it. They won that by like 45 strokes. But that day that we saw them, that you watched them, it's Solon. It actually wasn't as bad of a day to score um, as I thought it was going to be when we went out there. The wind wasn't that bad uh, at Lake McBride, but I mean, they've got some guys that can really play. And, you know, I mean, their, their number one guy, Dylan Countryman was a state runner up two years ago. Um, and he's a great golfer and, you know, Brady Canoop led him that day. He shot even par 72 last Friday. And um, uh, Caleb Sexton's a guy that's played a ton of varsity golf for him. He's a really good player. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting guys too. Gage Gingrich, Logan Hiley. They've got the Will Bridges. Who's a sophomore that didn't play last year. You know, his brother was one, probably their, their number one player on that state runner up team two years ago. So they lose some guys and they just bring in guys that are just as, and, and truthfully, I think we maybe talked about this on the pod one time. They've got JV guys that are, you know, that are consistently playing in the mid forties or whatever it is. Cause you know, Coach Sexton does a great job of sending me results. He's got the full spreadsheet and everything. It's awesome. And I'm looking at some of these JV scores going, oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, they just they just kind of churn out golfers. And, again, another really good cultural situation where the kids root for one another and, and they want to kind of be the guy that steps in. But, man, the score they put up at Solon, I think they shot a 309. And then the other thing I wanted to mention from that is talk about a team in this situation we're in, Rob, without – spring sports last year mm -hmm. I had I didn't and I I told coach Staley this the Solon coach I was like I had no I, I can't ID any of your kids from the photos I just had to <laughs> sit down get the photos from you I already had them so I sat down with the coaches they told me who they were and he's like you know the coaches are all like don't worry about it you know we didn't see these kids but I I'm I have a story I'm working on on them as well so check the website for that but man that's a program that is that is probably going to sneak up on some people this year because of the fact that they didn't have a season last year, mm -hmm. but they are going to be uh, in it in the postseason, Rob. I mean, they are, I think they shot a three ten that day that, you know, West Branch beat them by a stroke. 
but they've got, you know, a couple of McCarty boys, Jack and Mac that are sophomore and freshmen. So they're playing for the first time. Um, a kid that moved in that's their number one, Frank Haggie Jr., who is a really good golfer. Stetson McElravey is a guy that's played a lot for him. Lucas Tepole has played a lot for him in the past. So they're suddenly, you know, five deep with really good golfers, Rob. Um, McElravey, I think, you know, they list as their number four. He led them, uh, you know, last Friday, had, had the best score. So they've got some really talented golfers, too. So that's going to be a team that's really going to – I mean, they're going to – they're already leaves and bounds better than where they were a couple of years ago. Uh, and, and most of those guys are young, too. So um, it, kind of a cool story that I'm writing on about them, about the, the preseason stuff they've done and, and lifting weights and kind of doing some different things than – they've done in the past, but, uh, you know, coach Staley said that they have to literally kick, kick them off the course. Um, they want to close the course and it's dark and they're like, <laughs> you know, chasing the kids off. And so they're there, that's a team that's going to, that I think is going to be in it in the postseason all the way. But, um, that was, that was a really good high school golf meet last Friday. You know, when you see two teams in April and the course looked great. Um, right. but you know, you're still playing golf in Iowa in April. So the course yep. isn't perfect. Um, and, and, you know, the weather's not perfect. Lots of Rob's pictures with stocking hats on. I love that because I'll, I'll run some of those in like May in the postseason if we don't have a photographer there. And guys have like code like parkas on and the people in the background are all bundled up. Because um, this is one of those sports where it just, it changes so much from, you know, in, in a month. But two really good golf. And we've had good golf. You know, the City High girls got going yesterday, you know, as the 4A girls get going. But um, Clear Creek has some good players. Um, you know, just around, there's some, there's some talented golfers in the area. This is going to be uh, a busier postseason for golf than, than what we've probably had in the last few years, Rob. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I kind of, that was a day that we both did two things. You know, we mm -hmm. were out at Lake McBride country club in the afternoon. Uh, and then at clear Creek that night for track. So I kind of forget about it, but it's one of those things, you know, that was a busy day, but yeah, fantastic golf. Um, fantastic golf that day. One more uh, thing we'll hit on, uh, give soccer a little bit of love. We were out at the uh, West High Girls and Liberty uh, Girls last night, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, and we were complaining about being cold. Um, <laughs> but uh, impressed with West High, I, I was, Ryan, especially, um, and they won 3-0, three, 3-0. Three That's what they say. That's the soccer yeah. guy. Man, look at Rob. <laughs> but I will uh, I will say, having a son who played club soccer, I have a little bit of knowledge uh, of soccer, not a go. lot. But uh, West High is very strong in the midfield. Um, Liberty had a lot of trouble getting past that midfield. Um, so really impressed. They looked in the second half, and, and I can tell, Dave, as you said, Dave Rosenthal has been around for a long time because he was coaching back when I was at the Press Citizen 20 years ago. <laughs> um uh, but he, he was, you could tell he, he was trying to, uh, encourage his, his front line, his forwards to get on the same page a little more. And that with soccer being out last year, I think that will come eventually having that yeah. strong midfield is a really good sign though. Once you start connecting in the front on the front line. Yeah. And I know I say this all the time, but all the sorts of teams and everybody probably just like rolls their eyes, but. I was really interested to see them this year, Rob, because um, they were a team that was just on paper um, was so it, I'm sure everybody knows, but, you know, just kind of the, the breakdown 
Um, from 2011 to 2017, their worst season was 15 and four. I mean, th- this West High soccer program, you know, under Coach Rosenthal is just a juggernaut. Yep. 19 wins, 17, 15, 16, 19, 19, 19. Then in 2018, they go one and 16. And it's just, I mean, they just kind of had that perfect storm of, you know, Emma Cooper and Reagan Staglider. They have these generational division one players that were just, I mean, along with Solon's Josie Durr, just two of the best, some of the best high school soccer players I've ever seen. And I'm no, I'm no soccer expert, but just so dynamic. Well, um, Reagan Staglider, you know, just scored in the big 10 tournament for Northwestern the other day. She's I think started every game there in her career, but, and then they lose all those kids and they, they had all sorts of young kids and kids in different spots and they win one game and you're kind of like, all right. And then, and then in 2019, they go nine and 10, but they played all, I mean, you know, four of their five best players that year, you know, were, were freshmen and they talked, you know, I heard a lot of people talk, including Coach Rosenthal, about that kind of group of freshmen that year. Then you have last year canceled. So on paper this year, they have a little bit of an advantage, I thought, based on the fact that they were one of those rare teams that played quite a few underclassmen that could more or less stay in the same I mean, those kids were already in big-time roles two years ago, Rob. It's not like they played a little bit, but they were, you know, asked they were playing in the back row or, or they were playing – you know, outside back and they're going to be center back. And I'm sure there's some little tweaks like that, but these kids, you know, uh, McKenna Vonderhaar and, and Kennedy Showalter and kids like that, they were playing big time roles two years ago for them when they were, you know, really making progress at the end of the year. So they open the season, they lose two, one in PKs to Ken or to Ankeny. Um, they beat a good North Scott program three, one, and they went three, zero yesterday. And I agree with you. I mean, they just, they really looked good. Um, they have some talented kids with the ball at their feet. Mina Tate, who we obviously we've watched a lot in basketball. That's a perfect example. That's a sophomore that is really a freshman, you know, because they didn't play last year. Now, I'm guessing she's played some high-level soccer watching her, but um, they were they were better than probably at this point, you know, three games into the year than I thought they would be. But they've got some dynamic players, Rob. Um, Vonderhaar is really good. Like you said, in the midfield, they just – Kids that, that just – and they did – their kids, they don't have a lot of numbers. They don't have kind of that traditional what you think of with West High and talk to, talk to Coach Rosenthal about that. You know, they don't have 25 varsity kids. They were missing a couple of kids yesterday that were in quarantine, you know, a couple of starters. So he was moving kids around. So they, they will have maybe a little bit more depth, hopefully, the next time we see him, Rob. But um, he, he's like, you know, I want to get some kids, some more rest. Um, but they – that group that they had out there for, for most of that match yesterday looked really good. Cause I think, um, you know, Liberty's really improved and obviously, you know, Frank Fiordelisi was a longtime assistant for David West. They know each other. Well, I, I talked to him after the match and you know, they he, were, he uh, they were talking to each other throughout much of that match. When I was really? over on that side <laughs> shooting photos, they had comments for each other throughout the entire match. So that was interesting to see. Yeah. They're, they're, they're much improved from where they were at a couple of years ago and, you know, Coach Rosenthal mentioned that to me right away. Um, and, and they've got some pretty electric players, you know, with Elise Hermiston and, and Grace Heddens and stuff that, that West did a pretty good job on. So West just a little bit, a little bit deeper in that regard. But um, yeah, impressed with West. The, the MVC in girls soccer is just a, it's a bear like it is in a lot of sports. Linmar's good. Kennedy's good. Uh, there's a lot of really good teams. Xavier's always good. So we'll see kind of what they're able to do, Rob, going forward. But City High is good. Um, so that was, it was fun yesterday. It was, a, it was a, 
it was fun to watch a game on that field. It was a little cold, but yeah, not so bad. It was actually funny. I asked the kids that I interviewed, I'm like, so you guys cold out here? And they just kind of looked at me like, you're crazy. I mean, because it, it was, it was 50 degrees. The wind was really blowing and everything. They're like, no, we're not cold. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting on the sideline. They're like, Freezing. yeah, why don't you move to Florida, old man? <laughs> <laughs> it is something about just sitting there stationary. I mean, because even when I started moving around, Rob, like I felt, I felt a lot better, but. The wind well, was right. The wind was right in your face out there. If anyone was watching that, you know, and that was, you know, just half an hour. That's not bad, you know, but then, you know, 90 minutes of that kind of gets tough, but no, good, good stuff. Um, we'll have more soccer coming up. We'll get out to some boys matches. Um, you know, Solon's playing well West, you know, had a, had a win over Liberty last night uh, and Liberty was undefeated before that. So um, Regina, Girls beat West Branch last night. Um, Regina's teams are just kind of getting rolling uh, schedule-wise, but we'll, we'll have a lot of soccer kind of coming in this in the next couple weeks stretch between uh, Forwald and in the week after Drake Relays. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. But a lot of kids and teams really – again, Rob and I didn't know what to expect. I've said that to Rob. I've said it's coaches, but – there's a lot of teams that are, and I don't think I came in with, with low expectations, Rob, or, or intentionally like lowered my expectations for teams. I just think we have some teams that have exceeded even, you know, internally what their coaches thought maybe they could do across the board. So um, that's exciting. Without a doubt. Yeah. The spring has been fun seeing these kids that missed out last season, getting back into it. We're going to get out of here now. Uh, next week, we will preview the Drake Relays because it'll be the day before we head yep. over to Des Moines. Uh, so that'll be heavy on the pod next week, but we'll hit on all the other sports as well. We're going to get out of here now so Ryan's daughter doesn't give him the stink eye when he gets over to the school. <laughs> Rob, um, yes. 50, 53 and partly cloudy tomorrow for four world relays. But the low is 37. The low is 37. <laughs> so. Well, I'm going to go now and pack my winter stuff <laughs> and get ready for four wall tomorrow. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back to talk to you next week. Ryan, say goodbye. Bye.